Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys have joined me today at my podcast. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Today is Thursday, the 9th of June. My goodness, you guys, we are cruising our way through the month of June. Today, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about why it's so important that we pursue peace, not at any cost, but why the pursuit of peace is so important in our homes and in our marriages. I'm going to touch on the news and I'm going to answer your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. Before I get going, uh, some of you are watching this on video. I want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in on YouTube and Rumble. It's very exciting to see those numbers beginning to grow. As you can see, I'm wearing one of my favorite statement shirts. It's called Socialism Distancing. I wore this back in the Rona as sort of my my uh, my war cry against social distancing and how completely stupid I thought it was. And so I got a shirt called Socialism Distancing. You guys can find it by doing a quick search on Amazon or Google because I know that's what you're going to ask me next. Hey, I wanted to touch on uh, something I read on PJ Media yesterday about the red wave. So CNN, which you know everyone knows the Clinton News Network, CNN is talking about the 2022 elections. And they had a headline the other day that said that they believe that the GOP is in poll position, that the Republicans are going to be in their best position since 1938. And I've been talking about this for a while. I think we're going to have an amazing, amazing turnout in 2022. I think we're in our best position in we've ever been in probably in decades uh, because the Biden administration is the gift that keeps on giving and voters are starting to get tired of his antics and they're tired of watching the price of everything go through the roof. I just had to do a reprint from one of my books and it the the cost to print has gone up 50%. That's insane. Not 10%, not 30%, 50%. So the cost to print that book was double for me. And uh, I, I think people are getting tired of it, right? We're watching the food shortage. One of you guys asked me the other day, and I think it's important, you know, to keep talking about this. Uh, we're talking about a food shortage that's coming. It's very weird, you know, watching all these these uh, food processing plants and particularly healthy food plants, uh, you know, being the victims of arson. Weird stuff's going on, but it doesn't change what your response should be. Your response should be to be ready in case there's a crisis. A lot of conservatives have this sort of this sense of impending doom. Uh, and uh, And I think that we've had, you know, well, we have reason to be frustrated and worried. But like I said before, I do not believe that is ever going to be our role as believers in the culture. We're supposed to be speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. We're supposed to be engaged in the culture and we're supposed to be ready for whatever comes. And so I did a video on this on my Instagram. You guys can fi- find it there. I will try to remember to link back to it in the show notes today. But I did a video on what our family has done to prepare for any kind of a crisis uh, whether it's a food shortage or whether it's a natural disaster or whatever it is, mom and dad, you guys have a responsibility to make sure that you've got extra food, extra water, that kind of thing at your house. We've had a couple of guests on our show over the years that have told uh, audiences about emergency preparation planning and why that's so important. So anyway, I think we get ready for not only uh, a food shortage, if there is one, but also we that helps with inflation. So a lot of the purchasing that we did last year, I'm really glad we did it last year because the prices of most of the things that we bought last year are through the roof right now. Our country is clearly headed into a recession. 
And frankly, I think it's going to help us uh, as Republicans in the new elections that are coming up in 2022. You guys have got to be involved. You've heard me say this a hundred times. This is going to get worse until we elect new leaders. And it's not just conservatives that that are looking at what's coming. Remember I told you CNN's Jake Tapper talked about this the other day on their show. So on Jake Tapper's show on Monday, he had a data analyst on there named Harry Enton, and he predicted that the Republicans are going to take the House with the best numbers that we have seen in over 80 years. That would be amazing. And it would be amazing to see actual conservatives. I was talking about this last night at a fundraiser that I attended for my, my congressional run here. And I was talking about the importance of knowing who we are as conservatives, because we're watching now people who pretend to be Republicans getting into the Republican Party and trying to redefine what conservatism is. I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow. But just to encourage you guys, as you move forward and as things continue to change, and they're changing all the time, and I keep telling everybody, you know, turn off the news. You don't have to have the news on 24-7. What you need to be doing is be in your Bible and understand what's happening around you. That's why I'm so excited about MomStrong International and the new study that we're doing right now. I told you guys yesterday, Isaiah says that the grass will wither and the flower will fade, but God's word will stand forever. And there is hope in the endurance of the the never changing truth of God's word. And it will direct our steps. It will help us in times of struggle. This is the reason why God could confidently say to the Israelites in the midst of a Babylonian captivity, listen, rejoice, get married, have children flourish, bloom where you're planted, in other words, right? And so in the middle of this stuff, no matter what happens, as we walk with the Lord, as we're in his word, as we're strengthening our marriages and our families and walking with truth and in integrity, we're gonna see, even in a culture surrounded by lies, you're gonna see God's people at peace. And so if you guys wanna learn how to be at peace in the midst of all this stuff, please join me at MomStrong International right now. We are doing a new study on discernment. It's called Test All Things. And it's gonna really challenge the cultural definitions of right and wrong. And we're gonna shine the light of God's word on them and teach you how to settle on truth. The Bible says that the truth is not subjective. It's anything but subjective. Things are either true or they're not. And so as we head into summertime, I just wanna encourage you, apply more than sunscreen. Apply the scriptures to your, uh, to your life liberally and often learn how to study God's word. That is what protects you against the lies of the enemy. And you guys can join me in that study at momstronginternational.com. I want to talk for just a second about what God's word says about peace. I spoke, like I said, at a Republican fundraiser the other night for my campaign specifically. And I was talking to the people there about something I'm going to touch on at length tomorrow. And that is we need to know the true definitions of things. This is why I'm so, I love that Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman came out right now because it just highlights how completely upside down we are in the culture. And I'm noticing that we are, there's been a shift in the, in the Christian community for sure. Like we want peace at all costs. So we sacrifice truth on the altar of a misguided mercy. And we hope that peace is going to be the net result. And we're seeing that in our homes too. We see it, we can see it in our homes. We can see it in our parenting. And the Bible says that there is a wonderful future for those who love peace. And actually that's Psalm 37, 37. It sounds a little bit like a fortune cookie when I read it out of, out of the NIV, but it says a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. And if your home or your marriage is filled with strife or or filled with bickering or filled with sarcasm, you will find very, very quickly that one minute you've got a peaceful home and the next minute you don't. One minute you've got a perfectly compliant, cheerful child and the next minute she turns three, right? And tantrums begin and they backtalk you and you've got disobedience and it can be frustrating 
and it can be bewildering. But something that is sorely lacking in our world today is the pursuit of peace in our homes. You've heard me say many times, you know, politics should be downstream from culture and the church should be at the top of culture and not at the bottom of it. And as a speaker, I I have the amazing opportunity to hear from thousands of people every single year at events that I speak at throughout the throughout the country and on my podcast. And you guys might be surprised to learn that upwards of 80% of the moms, especially who I talk to, tell me that their homes are not peaceful places. And recently, a young mom confessed to me that her husband no longer looked forward to coming home after work because his kids were mouthy and disrespectful. And then to make matters worse, they were constantly bickering with one another. And so she was like, what can I do? They're not listening to me. She went on to talk about the positive things that she was doing to encourage her children to choose peace and kindness, to treat each other with kindness. She was doing, you know, things we always do, sticker charts and lunch choices and going all out for her kids. And she said, I'm trying to be their friend. Bingo, there's the problem. Mom, your kids don't need your friendship when they are under your direct care. They need your loving guidance. After all, we're not raising our children to stay childish. We are training them for adulthood. And this requires a consistency regarding your expectations and follow through when the guidelines are not respected or followed. And motherhood is hard. But guess what? The Bible says that the peaceful fruit of righteousness is worth pursuing. And so if your homes are uh, places of strife and yelling, if your marriage has become contentious place and not a place of peace, it's probably time to take a good look at how it got that way in the first place and then take steps of obedience starting in your own life as to how you focus on loving your children enough to correct their behavior. And so that mom went home, I hope that afternoon, ready to begin to implement some changes with her children. She put an immediate stop to the yelling and she began to consistently follow through when her children slipped back into old habits. And the benefits of her hard work are gonna be seen, I promise you, not only in the lives of her children, but also in her marriage. You guys, a peaceful home is worth the sacrifice that it takes to get there. So don't let strife and disrespect be this constant in your home. Ask the Lord to help you be the parents that he wants you to be. God's word is true. A wonderful future awaits those who love peace. This is true in politics. It's true in our homes. It's true in our churches. And the Bible says that when we follow him and when we implement what God's word says is true, this is why a study of the word is so important, that we understand what it is that God wants us to do. And when we implement those things in our lives, the Bible says what happens is we yield the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And that is certainly missing in the culture right now. And I often talk about this you know, on the show about how important it is that we stand for truth and that we stand for righteousness. We want to be catalysts for bringing about good things, first of all, for our families, right? And then for the people that are in our communities and in our churches and certainly in our government. And we wanna see the peaceful fruit of righteousness. I love that, that God's word talks about it in that way. You guys are sending me some really great questions. I've got some kind of touchy topics today. So if you've got little kids, this is your time to maybe just shift them off to the side. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm gonna dive into a couple of tender topics, particularly as it relates to marriage. We'll be right back. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. 
Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, so I'm gonna jump right into your questions today. Again, you guys are sending me awesome questions. Thanks for doing that. If you wanna have your question addressed here at the show, the way to do that is to go to heidistjohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And we are collecting more and more of your off-the-bench stories, and we're going to start hitting those uh, harder next week. So please let me know what you are doing in your area. And if you want to come on the show, please be sure to include contact information so that the producers can reach out to you. All right, Renee in New Mexico. Renee, I'm going to start with your question today. She said, my question is about the role of sex in a Christian marriage. My husband and I are not on the same page regarding what a healthy sex life looks like in this current chapter of our lives. I'm not a prude and I'm not trying to avoid sex, but I am a homeschool mom of young boys and they exhaust me. Renee, your kids are exhausting you? That is so unusual. I'm just kidding. That's pretty normal. This sounds pretty normal so far to me. My youngest, this is Renee continuing, my youngest is still physically on me throughout the day. So it sounds like you've got maybe a baby and a carrier, a pack uh, on you all day long. So at the end of the day, I'm tired and messy and no longer wanting to be touched or up for intimacy. I'd love to hear from a godly woman who understands child rearing, homeschooling, and running a household while trying to keep the intimate relationship alive. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. So Renee, I love your question. And the reason I love it is because it tells me that you care about this aspect of your marriage. And so you're saying that your husband is more interested in sex than you are, but guess what? You're showing uh, just by writing in and wanting to talk about it, that it matters to you. And I love that because that tells me that you're already on the right track. Listen, every mom ever, particularly homeschool moms, right? I went through a season when we had, you know, seven children at home. The busiest, hardest seasons for me was right about the time that I gave birth to my fourth child because our oldest was still just right in the throes of middle school and all that. And I had five children, so busy and so tired. And I've talked about this on the road. In fact, I just taught a marriage workshop in Nashville just a few weeks ago, and I loved it. And we're going to continue to talk. And I did it again in Michigan. I did a workshop called Hot Monogamy, just talking about how to keep uh, intimacy alive in marriage. Listen, it absolutely matters because the number one way that the adversary gets into your marriage and messes with particularly your husband is going to come almost always through that gateway of just feeling like my wife doesn't want me anymore, or maybe he's, uh, he's frustrated at your lack of interest in intimacy, but the adversary is 100% committed to destroying intimacy in marriage. And that's the truth. So you got to let that sink in. And I, I told a story to the women in Michigan that I have, I have shared many, many times over the years. And I said, you know, there was a, there was a point, and I, it's been years now, but there was a point in our marriage and in our home when I was just like you, I'm so tired at the end of the, at the end of the night, I'm just like, I just want to sit in my bed and read a book and try to like turn my, just turn my mind off for a minute or maybe just take a bath or something, right? But I don't know how you kids, how your kids were, but my kids were like thirsty philosophers at night, right? They wouldn't have any questions until it was bedtime. Then it was like, I like a glass of water. I have a question, you know, and sometimes they're, you know, they're big questions to keep you up late at night. 
and I was exhausted. And there was one night in particular that I remember just finally getting everybody in bed. Lights are out. I know that nobody's, you know, uh, reading under their covers or whatever it is. And my husband comes down down the hallway and I can hear him come into my room and he locks the door and I just think, oh, no, 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 no. Just leave me alone. Just no one talk to me. No one touch me. I thought, I maybe if I'll just, I'll just play dead. Maybe that's what needs to happen. My, my point is I was exhausted. And eventually I had to just sit down with my husband and say, all right, here's where I am in this season of my life. I'm so tired. I'm so frustrated. And I can see that you're frustrated with me because I'm tired and I feel like we're not connecting. So we know that men and women are very, very different. As a general rule, women need the emotional connection and the space in their, in their, in their heart and their mind to be able to connect sexually with their husbands. Husbands need that, that physical connection to be able to emotionally connect with their wives as a general rule. And when you're tired and when you've got you know, kids and you're homeschooling and all the things, I'm telling you what, it can be a real challenge. But here's what I want you to hear. The investment that you make in your marriage, your willingness to have these conversations uh, together as husband and wife, Husbands, you know, your willingness to listen to the concerns of your wife and how tired she is, maybe the demands of of mothering, maybe it's a, a season of life that you're in that you weren't in before and you're having to just and kind of move in and out of these seasons. Have the conversations, have the conversations. I remember, uh, you know, kind of tiptoeing into that conversation with my husband because I just thought, I don't want to be criticized one more time. I don't want you to tell me that I'm failing in this area when I already feel like I, everybody else's kids are more well-behaved and everybody else's homeschool is more organized than mine. Everybody else's dinner is better and everybody else's house is cleaner. I don't need my husband to say, you know, everybody else's wife is probably more attuned to the needs of her husband than I am. And so I got to thinking, how can I, how can I step into this conversation into a really tender uh, topic and let him know that I care about it and it matters to me and also at the same time, let him know, hey, go easy on me. All right. I feel like I'm doing the best that I can, right? And so I just sat down with him uh, at a coffee shop one day and I just, you know, kind of tiptoed into the conversation. I was like, hey, how would you write our sex life on a scale of, say, nine to 10? <laughs> so it wasn't like I gave him like a, I didn't say on a scale of one to 10. I said on a scale of nine to 10. What that said to him was, please be tender in your critique of this area of our marriage, but also I'm willing to talk about it. And so you need to be willing to have the conversations. And I promise you, you guys, your kids are going to grow up. They're going to leave your home. And then it'll be the two of you again. And you don't want to neglect your marriage uh, during the child rearing years or when all of your kids are little on their home. In fact, I would say this is the opportunity for you to pour more into that relationship and not less. Your kids will be better for it. You will be better for it. Your marriage will be better for it. And uh, your kids, as they grow up and get into their own marriages and have their own families, they will be better for, uh, for seeing your example. So I love this question, Renee. I think what you're experiencing and what you're saying is a very, very common aspect of being a busy mom and uh, of raising children. It's part of why I wrote a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance. If you guys have never picked that book up, you don't have to be a homeschool mom to appreciate it. If you've never picked that book up, it's one of my favorite books that I've ever written. You can get it just by going to HeidiStJohn.com and, and, and clicking on the store. But I, I took my experience of growing up in a home where my parents had a very, very unhappy marriage and kind of juxtaposing that to my grandparents' marriage and my experience as a young mother and as a wife. And some of the lessons that God taught me will stay with me forever. And I hope that it encourages you. This is a book you guys could read out loud as a couple. Your husband's gonna be like, oh my word, I'm not the only, we're not the only ones. Uh, it's very relatable. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry. 
And I think it's going to encourage you that your marriage is worth investing in. Your marriages matter. As you guys walk through this life, a marriage should be a respite. It should be a place where we can come together and be kind of a soft place for the other person to fall, a place where you can have conversations. You know, my husband's my favorite coffee date in the morning. He brings me a cup of coffee almost every morning. And we have a chance to sort of sit in this little alcove in our room and talk about what's coming up that day, make sure that our schedules are sort of aligning, especially now my run for Congress, our lives are on fire. And so just that, that those few uh, precious, you know, moments that we have together to really reconnect. One, it says we we're saying to the other person, you're the most important person in my life. And I want to make sure that we're on the same page today um, so that as the day goes along and things are busy and things get crazy, that we are connecting with each other. And so check out that book, you guys, The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance. Like I said, I titled it The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide because of where I was at when I wrote that book. And certainly it does talk about some of the pressures of being also your child's teacher. But that book is for anybody. If you want to have a marriage that's flourishing, if you want to just be reminded of why marriage is precious, if you want to laugh a little bit with me, check out that book, The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Romance. I will link back to it in the show notes today. I appreciate your questions as they are coming in. You're off the bench stories. We're definitely collecting them here. And uh, I'd love to hear more from you as I get ready to wrap it up today. I want to end by just giving some of your responses. I really have enjoyed this. You guys are are writing in and you're giving recommendations for listeners. So I talked a few weeks ago about someone who was struggling with her husband being emotionally unfaithful to her. And we got several responses to that. I'm going to read them really quickly. Sheila in Florida, she said, I want to suggest a resource for the question of infidelity. Dr. David Clark has books on this topic, specifically, I Don't Love You Anymore and Enough is Enough. He also has a podcast and a YouTube channel. You can find him on the I Don't Want a Divorce podcast. Anonymous in Washington had another recommendation. She said, we would like to recommend The Way of Agape book. Now, listen, I haven't actually looked at this, so this is not Heidi St. John's endorsement. This is a listener's endorsement. Same with Christina in Arizona. She said, I'd like to let you know about a resource for the listener who asked you about her husband being caught in emotional affairs. There is a ministry called Pure Desire that offers groups of women that are betrayed and men that are struggling. Help for for these people. They offer Zoom type meetings as well as in-person meetings. If a host church is in your area, this was a lifeline to me as I walked through this in my own marriage. Again, the ministry is called Pure Desire. I have heard wonderful things about that. So for those of you who are writing in and you're offering suggestions to other listeners, I love that. We always want to hear your suggestions. You can reach out to me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Hope you guys are having a great day. Love your families well today. Nurture your marriages. You guys love what matters. It's important. Have a great afternoon and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.